Hello, Internet. My name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And on this week's Screen Verdict podcast, we're going to be talking about Girls. The TV show. Oh. I thought we were just going to be talking about just gossiping, girl chat. Yeah. Relationship issues. Well, I this is a show that I guess in some ways deals with a few of these things, so hopefully uh, we'll get to talk about those things as well. Uh, I feel like people want to hear about the Screen Verdict girl issues, oh. not Lena Dunham's girl issues. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, maybe we'll be able to apply some of our, our girl issues to <laughs> the girls thing. And I think this is, um, it might not be our favourite show. Maybe it is. You'll have to wait for the verdict. But uh, I think uh, hopefully this show, I view this as hopefully I can learn something about girls. Because I think I know quite a bit about girls. I know them pretty well. But I think there's always more you can learn. Yeah, we'll see how educational... As well as entertaining the show Girls is. Yes. Hopefully it's at least one. <laughs> now I'm just going to give a quick disclaimer on the podcast. I've been a bit sick recently. Oh. But Matt, you came on the podcast after having your wisdom teeth out. Yes. So I'm in no place to complain about a yeah. bit of a sinus infection. Mm. So it just goes to show screen verdict, real men. Yeah. Don't let anything stop us from putting out the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Real men talking about HBO's, <laughs> HBO's girls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, um, and look, great news for girls this year. Um, the buzz is up; it's on the rise. Last year, it only got half a Screen Verdict podcast. Yeah. This year, it's getting a whole Screen Verdict podcast. <laughs> so, things looking up for Lena Dunham. <laughs> Yeah, forget the Golden Globes, the Emmys. That's the true barometer of success. <laughs> Do you get a full screen verdict podcast? I think perhaps a better barometer will be our rating. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. just quickly from one morning to another, this is going to contain spoilers. Yes. Because we gave you sort of our initial thoughts on the premise and such in our Girls and Beep podcast. This yep. is going to be talking about what goes down in season two. And who goes down <laughs> in season two. <laughs> Spoiler alert, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Okay, spoilers. Um, I, it's hard, like, talking about watching Girls, because I think I was on the phone to you today, like, and I was in public, and you were saying you'd, you'd be picking me up somewhere, and I was like, oh, it's okay, while I'm waiting, I'll just be watching Girls. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh no. These people probably think I'm some sicko <laughs> with my sunglasses on, <laughs> watching girls. Were you wearing a trench coat? No, it was not. That would be inconvenient. Yeah. Um, we'll be referring yeah. to it as HBO's girls, perhaps. Yes. To avoid confusion. I've been to save time. I've I downloaded onto my iPod and I've been watching it on the train and things. Also, not the best show to watch on the train, like <laughs> HBO's Girls. Like, there's a few scenes where I'm just like, oh, I don't want anyone else to see this. Is there school kids on the train? I saw a dude on the train watching Dexter on his laptop. Yeah. <laughs> and I was sort of two seats behind off to the side. So I had a pretty good view, and I liked Dexter. Oh, yeah, yeah just catch a bit of this. <laughs> Within two minutes, I saw boobs, and yeah. I saw someone getting stabbed in the neck. Yeah. Two things which is perhaps not... Particularly acceptable to be watching yeah. on the train. Mm. He was wearing a trench coat. <laughs> was he? 
Maybe All right, so let's get into HBO's Girls. Yes. What we've decided to do is break this season down into the four main characters. So they overlap a little, but we're going to be talking about each of the four girls in Girls, sort of their storylines, and that's how we're going to progress through the season. Yes, if you haven't seen Girls before, it's a bit like Sex and the City, but with 20-somethings today, not not 30-somethings 10 years ago. (laughs) So our first 20-something bachelorette (laughs) girl on on the lineup is Jessa. She's British, she's blonde, and end of our season, just got married. So, not really a bachelorette at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a crazy season-ending twist. She got married to the dude that she hated a few episodes earlier. Did they ever explain that, how they met and hooked up again and then decided to get married? Yeah, they did. Well, anyway, this season starts with them returning from their honeymoon... And they're doing crazy things, man. They're getting tattoos. They've got silly hair. He's got a hat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty crazy, man. He gets us some dogs. <laughs> and they just seem deliriously happy. They are in the honeymoon phase still. I think... Literally. Uh, yes. <laughs> Genesis to Hannah. This is what it's like when the hunt's over. This, to me, is looking like a disaster about to happen, right? Whenever a show like this, people seem too happy, this is a setup for drama. Yeah, I instantly hated this storyline. I didn't think it made any sense when they got together. I didn't believe it. They're all happy, doing silly things. It's obviously going to go wrong. It's going to be annoying to watch. I don't really like either of them. Him, it's not so much the character, it's just his accent. I can't remember the actor's name, but I'm pretty sure he's Irish. He's in the show, The IT Crowd. Yeah, I've seen him in movies and things, yeah. And people don't always have to play their own nationality if they're good at other nationalities' accents. He is not. Every time he talks, his American accent is just awful. Cast an American! What What are they thinking? Nah, the Ran out of Americans. <laughs> yeah, I don't particularly like either of these characters as well. Like, they're very annoying. They're very sort of... Just the way the way they got married so quickly and rushed it, it was clearly an impulsive decision made by a girl who's impulsive and an old guy who's not that impulsive, but she's a hot young girl and he feels like doing something impulsive. Like, it just was a bad recipe with two fairly selfish characters. It was not going to end well. So it doesn't end well, and it ends over nothing. He introduces her to her parent, his parents. It turns very quickly, doesn't it? And she just does a bit of an overshare at the dinner. She talks about being in rehab, and that's not necessarily wrong, but perhaps it's a bit... To be fair, like, he did say when they got home... Why did you share that? She's going, well, I didn't mention, you know, the honeymoon because you didn't want me to mention that. Like, I think if, uh, if your spouse says, can you please not mention this to my parents? And you go, okay. You don't mention anything worse. Than that. <laughs> like, that's the line. You mentioned things less worse. She seems like she didn't quite understand. Well, you didn't specifically say my heroin addiction that I never told you about. Like, yeah. So, anyway, continue. And within a minute, they're saying very ugly things to each other. 
Yeah. This was a very fast turn. I got so annoyed watching this scene. The things that she said to him were so mean. Within a minute of one argument, she was saying, oh, you're just the lonely boy that never had any friends and no girls ever wanted you and pretty much was only with you for your money. It's just like, that's just insulting yourself. It's just mean. I believe it was you are... I bet you were one of those scared young boys who only lost their virginity when they were 16 or something. <laughs> I thought, oh man, is that, the, is that really old to be losing your virginity 16? Am I a, am I a prude? Am I like, to think that that's like quite, like that's young or at best average? <laughs> but, um, I, you know what? I like the scene. What? I like this. I found this entertaining. I think it's like you go to you go to the car rally because you want to see a crash. <laughs> and I was waiting to see this relationship crash. And it was pretty spectacular. The things that... Just when he shouts, oh my gosh, this is the biggest mistake I've made in my life. How could I make such a big mistake? What do I do now? Just them realizing their delusion i just found entertaining and i thought just how over the top they were for each other after the day before having been so positive just was amusing and i actually quite enjoyed that scene the only thing i liked about it was when she takes his humanitarian award oh. and smashes it which is pretty evil yeah and he goes my humi yeah yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> um i thought it was weird she they negotiate like he goes how much money do i need to give you for you to walk away right now <laughs> And she said $30,000. I would have said something, a number a lot higher than that. I was expecting that. higher. Well, assuming they didn't have a prenup, and this was impulsive, a decision, I would guess they didn't. She can get so much more than that out of this guy, who's apparently one of the only guys who survived the economic, you know, crash. Like, she could have half of that house, probably, that he owns. That's probably, like, half a million dollars or something. Not thinking there, Jessa. So, then she goes to visit her family. Yeah. And her dad's Ben Mendelsohn. What's he been in again? He looked very familiar. He was in Animal Kingdom Killing Them Softly. Softly. Killing Them Softly, yes. I really liked him in Killing Them Softly. Yes. Playing such a scumbag. Mm. Uh, So, he goes to visit her dad, and she doesn't have a great relationship with her dad. He's obviously abandoned her a lot in her life. Here's the thing. I think Jessa is a terrible person. Mm. I really don't like Jessa. I thought when we met her family, there would be a bit more of an explanation for why she was so terrible. Mm. He doesn't seem that bad. Like, he's a, he's a bit unreliable. Seems like he at least cares for her. D- but he, She's less reliable than him, if anything. He left her as a kid. I feel like he probably wasn't there for her. And he still, like, just abandoned her at that, like, grocery store when they went to get groceries, didn't they? I would have abandoned her, too. She was like a bitch the whole time. (laughs) She was complaining a lot. I didn't understand the part where she was, like... I didn't understand when they were having this argument about how they'd both done things that were wrong. And she's like, but I'm the child. It's like, you're 25. Like, take some responsibility. Yeah. I guess. I think it's a little bit more of an onus on a parent than the child. But yeah, she was being a bit unreasonable there. I thought it was pretty funny the episode when her and Hannah go out with two younger guys. 
just for a bit of fun. And Hannah mistakes it for a sexcapade. <laughs> she has sex with the guy. She comes back going, you slept with him, right? She's like, no. Why would I, like, you're in... I was like, I thought this was a sex Now I feel awful. Like, it's like, why would you think that's what we were doing? I just, <laughs> anyway, there's a bit of a big twist at the end of this episode. Yeah, Jessa decides to prove to her family and friends that she's not immature and can take responsibility by running away. Yeah. <laughs> Just gets up and leaves. So Hannah has slept in. Classic. <laughs> uh, she goes up, she goes out, and she's like, well, Jessa, where are you, Jessa? I'm ready to go. My bags are packed. And then there's just a note there going, goodbye, my love, Jessa. <laughs> Were you sad to see Jessa go? No, that was the best thing her character's done. Just leave. I'm pr- my prediction for season three is that Jessa will return. <laughs> and like, here's what I'm thinking. Maybe there'll be an episode filling in what she got up to on a bit of a flashback episode. Uh. What, what Jessa did in her sort of like eight months. Yeah. I hope she dies. I wouldn't put that past girls. <laughs> they could do Jessa dies and then you find out what, you know, she got up to in the past mm-hmm. eight months. Seriously, <laughs> that flashback. <laughs> I'm hoping it's like at the start of episode one, oh, guys, Jessa's dead. <laughs> she died instantly after leaving and then didn't get up to enough shenanigans to have a flashback episode. <laughs> yes. I think everyone's expecting she's just living the high life, just being a free spirit. It'd be interesting if what she's getting up to is not that, is she's actually doing something really boring. I think that's generally what those kind of adventures are like. People go off and do these ridiculous things and they come back with crazy stories, but I imagine actually living that for, you know, six months at a time Mm. wouldn't actually necessarily be that fun. Yeah. It's just when you condense it into the best bits, it makes a good story. Yes. So. Moving on from Jessa. To Shoshana. What do you think of Shoshana? Well, after season one, I think she might have been my favourite girl in Girls. Mm. At first I thought she was a little bit too stupid, but she kind of grew on me. It's sort of just cute innocence where she gets nervous and babbles and talks lots. But she seems like she has a good heart. Hmm. And even though it can be a bit cynical and critical, I quite like Ray as well. So when they got together, I actually thought that was a good pairing. I actually think Shoshana is maybe the best part of the show. <laughs> because, like, now I can understand why people might find her a bit grating or annoying, but I just find her the most entertaining character. She is providing me with the most laughs of any character. I think she's she's quite interesting. And I do think there is a sort of a, a likability in her that the other girls do not have. So I, I should really like her. I, I think there should be more of her on the show, less of these other girls that just spend all their time complaining about things. Yeah. So And I like Ray too. So, yeah, I agree. I like seeing them together. Uh, they seemed uh, pretty happy in their relationship, which... I guess, as I said earlier, can be a bit of a red flag. But, uh, <laughs> someone's going to do something bad. Well, yeah, they have a bit of a cute scene where they say that they're falling in love with each other. I like that scene on the train station. 
But things aren't so smooth after that, I think because Ray feels like he isn't really going anywhere in life. He should have accomplished more by the time he got to 33 or however old he is. And so he has to sort of try and prove himself to Shoshana. But then things take a really weird turn. Mm. Where Shoshana hooks up with this doorman and cheats on Ray. Mm. Just out of nowhere. That was I thought that was totally out of character for Shoshana. There wasn't really much of an explanation. It's not like Ray had cheated or those things were really that bad between no. them. And I just hated it. That made the most likable person on the show do something somewhat irredeemable. I think you saw a, the character at the party she was at top up her champagne glass. She'd had a bit too much to drink. I don't know. That's she didn't even seem that drunk. I don't think that's anywhere yeah, I, I, near an okay. excuse. No, no, I completely agree with you. When I saw the way the doorman looked at her, when I saw the tipping up of the champagne, when I saw her leaving, and the, I was like, "Oh no, this is this is bad. This is not going to go well. She's going to have to make a choice here." I thought it would maybe make her question her feelings for Ray if she was like attracted to someone. Else. I didn't think she'd cheat. What are you doing, Shoshana? Shosh! I completely agree. I hated this scene. I thought it was out of character. I didn't get it at all. And Shoshana does not deal with this infidelity well. No, she just acts weird and distant and then confesses to holding hands with the doorman. It was very weird. Yeah. And then she breaks up with Ray because he hates everything. Hmm. But I didn't know if that was real, like whether she actually thought Ray was bringing her down or whether that was just an excuse. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'll fill you in what's happening here. I'm chair psychologist. (laughs) She couldn't be in a relationship with him with that big lie. At the same time, it was too hard to tell him the truth. Yeah. So she had to find a way out. And she seems to just be creating reasons. And it worked. Do you think that's a good diagnosis? Yeah, I think that's quite possible. The thing is, she said that she loved him and that they could be together, but maybe just not at this point in time, Mm. which doesn't really solve the problem of you're going to have to address that at some point. Yes. The thing I liked about that scene was Ray's line. It was something like, Maybe I don't hate everything. Maybe I just have the maturity to the point where I've developed critical thinking. Oh, yeah, no, I like that. And then we see Shoshana making out with some other guy at the end of the episode <laughs> too. So I, I think that guy may have played a role as well in it. That was sort of a very another left field sort of curveball they just threw us at the end. I think she just got drunk and went out to hook up to make herself feel better after the breakup. Oh, I don't like, think he, I can. he was in there before. I, I think can. he was a random. Yeah. Uh, she should have stayed with Ray. She's broken it. Oh, I completely agree. I like I Ray. I, at first, I thought Ray was sort of just the douchey friend of Charlie. Yeah. But now I think his criticisms are actually just quite witty and entertaining. But he actually does have helpful things to say. I guess maybe we'll get into it when he hmm. sort of gives Marnie advice about her life. And yeah. he has some good interaction with, interactions with Adam. Yeah. I actually think Ray is one of the best characters on the show. Yeah, and far from douchiest character on the show. <laughs> like, um, And I think, is there a problem with these shows that they always feel like they have to create drama? 
it's boring having Shoshana and Ray go out. We need her to do something to give her character development or baggage or range or whatever. Yeah, there aren't enough happy couples on TV. Yeah. No, People say that's boring, there's no tension, there's no drama, but you can just have two characters that like each other, that still have adventures and say funny things, funny things back and yeah. forth. Mm. Aren't enough Jim and Pams? Yeah. Oh, are you saying there aren't enough Jim, or pa- Jim and Pams yeah. on TV? Yeah. Alright. Okay. Well, we'll see if Marnie and Charlie are at Jim and Pam as we talk about Marnie's oh my goodness. stories this season. Marnie gets fired. And she's out of work. Downsized. Yeah, downsized. See you later. Shoshana actually suggests that Marnie should go to some hostessing. She's got a contact, can get her a role. Marnie is pretty attractive, fair to say. I liked how Shoshana said, oh, you're so pretty. You can get a job where you get paid for how pretty you are. Yeah. Not a model. Uh... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think Marnie's like... I'm not sure I could be a model. No, no, no. No, well, no. Okay, we're, we're, yeah, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> like, uh, so, um, so she does that. Through that, she uh, meets up with the Lonely Island guy. Booth Jonathan. Yeah. That's a good name. You yeah. have a first name for a last name mm-hmm. and quite an obscure noun as your first name. Yeah. And he's an artist. I don't know. He locks her in cages with TVs of puppies getting like decomposed or something and when he did that yeah. he puts her in this thing forces her, she wants to get out and he just leaves her for i don't know it could be a couple of hours and comes back i was thinking man that's such like a ridiculous thing to do most girls will hate you but this will be this kind of situation where she's like oh my god you're a genius and then they'll like hook up yeah. that only works i think if the piece of artwork the stuff in the Inside, the vid- what's shown on the video screens is actually interesting or that the artwork comes together or says something. Yeah. I just thought it was just random, weird, boring stuff. I didn't think it showed anything. I've seen TV screens at art galleries do that kind of thing way more interestingly than Booth Jonathan. Yeah. But maybe she's young, naive. She's got no idea what's good. Like, Even yeah. though she wants to own yeah. her own gallery. Well, her job is art. Have you seen, like, those singing shows? People, like, their whole life is revolved around singing it. They're, like, awful. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> you might be awful yourself. You should be able to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's... Be- she doesn't have her own gallery. Maybe the reason she's not very good at judging up. But anyway, Booth Jonathan does seem to make a bit of dime off this, so... Yeah. And they have one of the weirdest sex scenes of the season... Yes. <laughs> she's sort of splayed out. I'm not sure if she's tired there or she's just Sort of like a bit of the Da Vinci. Like, you know, those... The person spread out with their arms and legs in the circle. You know? Da Vinci, like those drawings that he did. Yeah. And there's this weird doll there. Oh, yeah. I forgot the doll. That's the interesting <laughs> part. The fact that she's just laid out is not that interesting. The fact that he is... Plowing her from behind while getting her to describe this creepy doll to him <laughs> is what makes the scene just bafflingly strange. Oh, I just thought it was a bit of a weird visual, her lying down like that with him lying sort of on top of her. <laughs> I thought that was a bit weird. But yeah, the doll thing, that does make it a lot weirder. <laughs> well, he turns out to be a butthole, which is fine because, I don't know, she could do better anyway. He was well, weirder. they never clearly defined the relationship, I guess that was the issue. Um, but yeah, he was definitely douchey. 
But he sort of always had the douche sort of like, is she really that surprised as what she got? Like, he pretty much said, we're going to sleep together tonight. Let's go. Like... Well, she's pretty good at picking douches because she yeah. also sleeps with Elijah. Oh, my. Hannah's gay roommate. Yeah. Who Hannah used to go out with. But then realised he was gay. Or he realised he was gay or something anyway. But had already given Hannah HPV. Yeah. Okay, what do we think the etiquette is here with Hannah? Like, was this a horrible friend move? Her sleeping with Hannah's roommate who used to sleep with Hannah. Yeah, this is a disastrous move. It's crossed two lines. Yeah. The first is sleeping with your friend's roommate. This is a little bit grey. This isn't necessarily terrible to cross, but it could make things a bit complicated. Yes. You've never brought this up. Oh, you know, I like your roommate. Would you mind if I, you know, went out with him or something? Yeah, it's probably good to clear it up first. Yes. Second issue, ex-boyfriend. Hmm. I think that's a line you don't cross without permission. Yeah. I'd agree. When Hannah finds out about this, she gets pretty upset. Fair enough. She goes straight over to Marnie, who's off with Booth, Jonathan, and demands, you can't say, I can't be the bad friend now. You're the bad friend. (laughs) Say you're the bad friend. (laughs) Do you agree with Hannah there? Was Ismani objectively the bad friend in their relationship now? <laughs> I don't think Hannah's done anything on that level mm. to Marnie. I think Hannah has maybe done 50 one-cent mistakes, and this is one 50-cent mistake, though, yeah. from Marnie. We're dealing with very small, like, <laughs> why do you say like? Why do you say like? She's made fifty one dollar mistakes, and Mary's made a fifty dollar mistake. Because it's a petty and pointless show. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Wonder what rating you'll give it. I wonder what your verdict will be. So well, maybe I like things about petty and pointless. Maybe you do. Aspects maybe of you do. We'll, lives. we'll find out. We'll find out. Then, Marnie. When things don't go well with Beef Jonathan, she realises, hey, maybe I still got feelings for Charlie. Considering she broke up with him, she certainly shows up at his house and his place of work a lot. Yes. Because there's the like, night hey, she... girl who yeah. broke my heart that I wanted to marry and be with forever, and it's sort of painful to think about, let alone look at. Thank you for showing up at my workplace, pretty much. Every 40 minutes. Yes. Just when you're sad, knock on the door. Hey, can I sleep next to you? Yeah, that's out of line. This is really unusual and sort of hurtful behavior. What do you think triggers her wanting to get back with Charlie? Well, I think when she was with Charlie, everything was pretty good. You know, she's working in a gallery. She had a boyfriend. She had a whole future ahead of her. She was really happy. Things were better with Hannah back then, too. Yeah. But maybe she just thought, oh, Charlie could be doing a bit more, could be a bit more manly man, whatever. And so I thought her only issue with it was with Charlie. Now she doesn't have Charlie. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have a best friend. She doesn't have a boyfriend. She keeps on getting screwed over by everyone around her. She wants Charlie back because she realizes, even though Charlie wasn't the coolest, sexiest, manly man, 
He was always good to her. So you don't think Charlie being successful had anything to do with her winning it back with him? Oh, of course. <laughs> I was going to talk about that. I don't know. The way you phrased it made oh, me okay. think something about her. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, Charlie's bossing it up this season. Yeah. He's got a beard. He's got a successful iPhone app. Probably crashes, crosses over to Android. Yeah. Is she someone who wants to, like, punch up like or, or trade up? Like, um, you know, some people like being the person that's got, the like, the best person in the relationship or whatever. But it seems like she didn't want to be with Charlie when she had more going on in her life than Charlie. Yeah. Because, look, I'm better than you. And now Charlie's better than her and got more going mm-hmm. on. He's like, oh, I want to be with him now. Like, and she wanted to be with Booth Jonathan, who had more going on in his life than hers. Like, she wants someone who's going to, like, I guess... Oh, it just reminded me of something about the Booth Jonathan bit. I thought he was being a total douche, and I felt really sorry for her. She was really hurt. But then she goes, when he's saying, oh, no one's my real friend, bloody, 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 she goes, oh, I think I just liked the idea of you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you just lost the high ground. That's... That's so mean. You can't be like, oh, I just liked you because you were famous and an artist and I didn't yeah. really care about the real you. I just liked the idea of you. Well, she wanted Booth Jonathan. That actually was a point where he did open up on a level that he might not with anyone else. And you could use that to get back in with him. You could use that to go, well, I like you for who you are. He's at a point of vulnerability. You get him back. Like I feel like this is going to lead to things going wrong with Charlie. When she's like, oh, I think I just like the idea of the new Charlie. <laughs> yes. Uh, what do you think about... So Charlie has become successful inventing an app. A hugely successful app. This, is, this app has gone mental. <laughs> um, it's all about, I don't know, you call... You can, when you don't want to talk to someone, you put them in the app. So I might not want to talk to you ever again because you've really hurt me. So Jonathan Cook in the app. And then if I ever want to call you again, it costs me two extra dollars to call you. I think it was $10. Or $10 to call you. Okay. I did not think this app would be successful. Like, I did not buy that this was a successful app. I liked it. I thought it could work. You'd buy it this worked. app? No, no, I wouldn't buy it. I'd barely buy any apps. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's a free app. Well, uh, you I would, barely downloaded yeah, it. Yeah, you, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just don't think people would pay money not to call people or pay extra money to call people they don't want to talk. I think that's because you and I are normal people. Think about the people in this show. <laughs> this is the perfect app for the kinds of people we're dealing with in this show. You are actually right. <laughs> there are people that are just so helpful for them not to talk to, and they are always the people they're talking to. Yes, you okay. In the world of girls, this is a brilliant app. Okay. Are we ready to talk about Hannah? I guess we'll just finish by saying she rocks up at a party, sings. You think it's really awkward and embarrassing, but then they just have sex and they have an argument and then they run out and she goes, oh, I just want to wake up next to you every morning and have your little Charlie babies. And he's like, oh, that's all I ever wanted. So we're going to get that next season. Mm. So things seem pretty happy with them at the moment, which means next season's going to be a disastrous season for that couple. Uh, <laughs> Hannah, the main character, Lena Dunham. There's a lot of bars, there's a lot of tattoos. Did she have more tattoos this season, or are they the same tattoos? I can't remember. I think we just got to see the full 360. I think we got to see every tattoo yeah. of yeah. hers this season. Oh, man, can't wait till they have girls in 3D. <laughs> 
obviously she's the lead character, there's a lot going on with her. And I guess it sort of starts off with her and Adam. She does not want anything to do with him anymore. I didn't understand that. Made no sense. I mean, she spent the whole first season just thinking this guy was the best dude ever, but, you know, I don't really want a boyfriend. Then, when he, like, commits to being a boyfriend, she freaks out, and he gets hit by a truck because of her. And then at the start of this season, she doesn't want anything to do with him. Mm. Even though he got hit by a truck for her and said, I would move in with you. Mm. What did Adam do wrong? I don't think he did anything wrong. Like, I think she's got no idea what she's doing (laughs) in life. Well, what she is doing is Donald Glover. Yes. Or who she's doing. He's not an object. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, from Community. Yeah, so she's just sleeping with him. He works in a bookshop or something. I know things are complicated, but I don't think she should have been sleeping with anyone else with the way things were with Adam. No, well, I'd agree with that. And I don't think she's even telling him that she was spending time with Adam, like, I don't know, helping him recover and things. The one scene I liked from this Donald Glover relationship was their breakup scene. <laughs> I thought this was one of the funniest scenes of Girls this season. <laughs> I just... Her making absolutely no sense as to why they should break up. And him explaining to her why she wasn't making any sense, but her just still going with it, I found pretty funny. I think she wanted to break up because he didn't like her writing. That's of course why, yeah. But then she tries to use the political thing, the fact that he's a Republican, as the reason for why. Hmm. They can't be together. Yeah. Then he takes that as, oh, it's because you got your taste of the black guy. You just wanted to say you were with a black guy and now you move on. Mm. Which I don't think was fair. I just thought they were both just talking nonsense, to be honest. I don't think that's quite where he jumped. I think she was taking it all over the place and he was just trying to argue her points. Like, and because she was so all over the map with what she was trying to say, it made him a bit more over the map. But I think what he was saying generally made sense. I think in this case, it was the pot saying to the kettle, I didn't even realise you were black. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So she's a writer. She's a writer. The voice of a generation, according to her. (laughs) So the first writing job she has is by a magazine. They say, go out, do some coke, write an article about it. Yeah. Which, when she said that, I thought she was being... Sarcastic, Like, that was an ironic suggestion. Yeah. But then she's like, oh, I could do that. And she's like, yeah, it'll be out of your comfort zone. I was like, what? You really think that's a good article? Just doing coke and then writing about it? I did coke. I got pretty hyper. It felt sort of good. I felt (laughs) like doing it again. But I did some crazy stuff. The end. So, like Flight, I think Girls was pretty pro-cocaine. Yeah. It's a super fun evening. The only reason why the evening takes a turn is because Elijah admits to the Marnie thing. But other than that, Coke was do 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 party party. I feel sexy. Yeah. Is Coke like is Hollywood wanting to say something about Coke at the moment? That like oh this one's okay. Like yeah, alcohol bad. Sleeping with your roommate bad. Cocaine thumbs up. Yeah, I don't get it. So that sort of happens. Then she gets an ebook deal, and this stresses her out. She's got to write a whole book in a month. Can't anyone write an ebook? Well, anyone can write a regular book. It's just these people might 
put money behind you to advertise in a magazine yes. or something like yeah. that. I guess I'm just saying, like, anyone can write a regular book, but there are printing costs and publishing costs. There isn't <coughs> that with an ebook, and therefore it's more easy for just anyone to do. Yeah. Anyway, she gets excited about this ebook. But she has to write a whole book in a month, and it stresses her out and brings out her OCD. Yeah. She has to do things in eights. She starts getting this tick. I'm yeah. sort of doing it now, but yeah. you can't see. She Adrian monks it. Yeah. But she doesn't start solving crimes like Adrian Monk <laughs> in a sort of fun way. She just... Oh, man. The most disturbing scene in Girls this year. I, I watched this on the train today. This is really difficult for me to watch. When she puts the thing in her ear and she pops it, I, I was just... And then she goes to put it in the other at the end of the episode. I actually... Like turned down the volume and looked away. I, I couldn't see her do it again. I just found it really hard to watch. I just thought, oh, someone like if I did that to my ear, that would hurt. Like, <laughs> she was thinking so far in. I don't know what. I don't know how do you explain. That's just a stupid thing to do. I don't know. Maybe she was just so depressed. She just wanted to do something that was clearly self-destructive. Yeah, yeah. I, I think probably that's the case. But ugh. ooh, yeah. So I guess the thing with Hannah this season is. It's basically her just slowly breaking down. Yeah. It seems all right because she's got this new guy. Uh, things, I guess, are sort of all right with her friends. But then she basically loses her friends. She loses Donald Glover. She has to see that Adam has a girlfriend now. He's moved on. Mm. Her job is stressful with the writing. To the point where she develops this thing or brings back this thing that she had before and she's basically just not in a very good place. No. Is this a lot due to her own creation, though? I think 90% of it is. Yeah. My favourite scene of the season was where she's in her apartment with the sort of bum-looking ex-addict guy. Yeah. And he is trying to help her... Mm. And when he puts his hands on her shoulders, she says, oh, no, get off me. I don't want you to come on to me right now. And he just goes, how self-involved and oblivious can you be? Everyone just tries to help you, and all you do is think about yourself and push them away. You are rotting on the inside. I just wanted to cheer when he said that. That is so true. That is so true. Because it is true. She's a terrible person. Everything that happens is her own fault because she's so selfish and she thinks everything she does is cute and interesting and funny, but really it's just weird. Like when she sleeps with that guy in the, the sexcapade, she's so mean to him the next day when clearly that was his first time. Yeah. She's like, oh, that wasn't even sex. You just came in my thigh crease. Like how cruel is that? She only thinks about herself. Like, she really, and she uses people when she needs them. She'll get really upset when Marnie's not there for her, when she needs Marnie. But then when Marnie needs her, she's not even going to think twice. Like, if she's busy or got her book deal or whatever, she's not going to worry about Marnie. You know, like, it's just she is completely, she, I think, is the most, like, self-involved, selfish character on TV. I hope this isn't the voice for our generation. <laughs> like, um, you know, like it, it even reminds me a little bit of Larry David because people are always saying Larry David is a very self-involved, selfish character in Curb. But with him, it's funny. And <laughs> with him, at least quite often you see, half of the time, at least with Larry, 
you could argue the problem is the social convention, not him. Like, he's just a selfish guy in a selfish world going against the grain. Well, that's what makes yeah. Kerm funny. Yes. At the end of, pretty much the end of every episode, uh, occasionally he yeah. gets a win, but usually every en- everyone ends up hating Larry. Yeah. Either because Larry does something wrong and it's funny to see him get his comeuppance. Yes. Or Larry hasn't done anything wrong, but the world's always against him. Yes. And that's why Larry has to fight these fights, and it's funny yeah. to see that too. Yeah. You know, people often say, I don't like Kerb because Larry's so selfish. Don't watch girls. Like, it's <laughs> like Larry on acid. Or coke. Yeah. So, she's just using a lot of people this season, as always. So, I guess, obviously, how this is going to end for her is something with Adam. So, I guess we'll talk about Adam before we get to Yeah, let's briefly talk about Adam. He gets dumped by her, which he finds confusing. And he has a really great response to her wanting to break up. He's basically just like, why? I mean, you know, we did this... We had great sex. I came. You came hard. We all laughed about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was such an odd thing to say. But that doesn't bring her around. It made me laugh, but it didn't make Hannah laugh. Um, and she leaves. So he goes to an AA meeting. Because he's an alcoholic. He's been an alcoholic since he was 17. And I guess this is just a place where he can talk to people. Yeah. And he does this pretty good rant, vents pretty well, and this strange older lady comes up to him and tells him how handsome he is. She's like, how tall are you? So tall. Yeah. How tall are you? 6'2"? Like, 6'3"? Like, wow, that's so tall. Yeah. <laughs> and sets him up with her daughter. Which you think is either going to be really amazing or really hot. Yeah, there's no like, way yeah, there's going to be a normal person yeah, if yeah. they have a normal date. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Is how it went. Yeah. <laughs> she is beautiful. She seems nice. They seem to enjoy each other's sense of humour. Mm. It's a good girlfriend. This is a trade up. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about Marnie to trade up. This is about as, as up as this you is can great. trade. Adam is, and look how well he's doing too. Like he in the first season of Girls was such a like he did have like a sociopathic like he wouldn't leave his room. He was always naked. He was just. Like, he seemed like he wasn't well-adjusted to life. Which with this girl, he's going out to things with her. He's dressing nicely. He's, like, it seems like she's been, she, like, she's really helping him. I couldn't help but have one thing at the back of my head. How is Hannah going to, like, ruin this for Adam? <laughs> like, things are going well for Adam. What's Hannah going to do? Well, Hannah doesn't really ruin it. I mean, she does rock up and try to talk to him and say, I've got a book deal, and he just sort of ignores her. But I guess something starts to play on the back of his mind because he basically just ruins it himself by doing something really weird. Like, he tells her to get on the ground and crawl, and you think, okay, maybe that's just him sort of playing like a dominant thing in the bedroom. But then he just sort of goes too far. He's just a bit rough and does something she doesn't like. And he instantly is like, why did I do that? And I was like, why did you do that? Yeah, why did you do that? That's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, he's very quick. Like, you know, he doesn't give her any chance to enjoy it. Like, she, at the end, she's like, I don't think I enjoyed that. I'm like, clearly not. It was, like, 60 seconds. <laughs> I thought this was good, though, because I think with 60 Shades of Grey... I think there might be this myth out there that just girls like 
rough sort of people just demanding them around. Get on the get on all floor four get on the floors. Get on all fours and walk over there. And um you know, not all girls do like that. Actually I would have a guess most girls do not. <laughs> so that was a good public service announcement in girls. <laughs> don't think just don't start telling your girlfriend or girls that you meet to just get on all fours and go into the bedroom because you think they like fifty shades of grey. <laughs> So I guess the season ends with Hannah calling Adam. Because basically she has no one else to call. Yes. She has used all the people she can this season. Trying to tap into the old well of Adam. So she calls him. She's at her lowest point. She's started cutting her own hair. (laughs) It's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. How bad her hair is. And she's accidentally FaceTimed him. And Adam's just able to see that... She's a mess. Hannah needs me. She's got ridiculous hair. Her tick is back. She's not well. And he says, I'm going to go help her. Now, I hate Hannah, and I don't want her to get help. I want to wallow, wallow in her own rottenness because she deserves it. But when Adam starts running and he holds the phone so he can continue the FaceTime and just run all the way. So it was so cheesy, but for some reason it worked. Okay, yeah, two, I mixed feelings on this scene. Firstly, like you, I loved the, the way they did this. I thought it, the way he goes, I'll be right there, don't go anywhere, and then he just starts running with the, like, I thought that was a really great moment. You sort of, that's what you want a guy, or a girl, if the situation's reversed, to do for someone. You're like, this is a great move, this is love at its finest. <laughs> the way they did the music and everything was just pumped up like I was loving it but I was also thinking like run away Adam (laughs) you are ruining your life by running to Hannah like go in the opposite direction get away from her like it would have been better if this was anyone other than her in the world (laughs) like it would have been like an amazing scene but yeah it's hard to get excited about such a big mistake like, <laughs> but it was, it did get me though. It did get me. So I think that's our thoughts on season two of Girls. Do we understand Girls better now after this season of Girls? I think we understand these girls a little bit better. And what that makes me think is I hope that these girls are not in the slightest representative of Girls as a whole. Well, I, I would think what this show would teach you about Girls if they are representative is... You, if you want to be with girls or you like girls, you need to find a way that you serve their self-interest because uh, that seems to be what they're all about. They are so difficult. It makes me just think I should just cut my losses and be gay. But, you know, that seemed pretty, like, tough for uh, Elijah and his boyfriend as well. This, this just doesn't fill you with a lot of hope, this show. Maybe for guys, because, like, the gay people in it are horrible, the girls are horrible, (laughs) white people, like, most of the straight guys are horrible, but a few of them are okay, like... I could just find a good straight man. Yeah, yes. So, (laughs) it was really a very poor reflection on girls. Yeah, I, I hope Lena Dunham is not like this girl. I was thinking throughout the season that maybe she actually was, and she actually thought that this character was interesting or likable. The every woman. A yeah. hero. A hero for young women. But I think 
that speech that the ex-addict gives to her in the final episode means that she has to be somewhat self-aware that yeah. the things Hannah is doing is not okay. Yeah. Does she have really low self-esteem about herself? Like, does she think she's a horrible person? So she's written a show about herself being a horrible person. Could be. Hopefully she can learn from the yeah. lessons that Hannah receives in her own life on yes. how to be less of yeah. a horrible yeah. person. Yeah. If you're a horrible person, Lena Dunham, change your ways. <laughs> if you're not, don't feel like you are, okay? Like... <laughs> Alright, let's give season two of Girls a screen verdict. I wasn't sure what to make of season one of Girls. I gave it a five out of ten. I think there were bits that I really liked and there were bits that I just hated. Hmm. I think in season two of Girls, there's even more of the stuff that I hated. I couldn't stand anything that Jessa did the whole season. I liked Shoshana, then they ruined her character by making her cheat. Hannah is just horrible the whole season. Marnie, still not that likable, but I actually thought she was a little bit more interesting this season. And I actually kind of wanted her and Charlie to get back together. Not for entertainment value, just because I thought that's what each other deserved. I think the high points from this show come from Adam and Ray. I think both of them are very funny and actually add to the plot. The best episode was when they teamed up together to return that dog. Hmm. That ended up being a little bit anticlimactic, but it was still the best episode because they were able to share their life views with each other, how they're talking about how either young girls or old girls are the best. It's the in-betweenies that you have problems with. I thought conversations like that were very funny. And everyone else's relationship dramas were pretty irritating, but I was actually rooting for Shoshana and Ray. And although I wasn't rooting for Adam and Hannah, I did like the final scene. I thought that worked really, really well. So again, I think Girls is very up and down, but this season was slightly less tolerable. I'm going to give season two four out of ten. Okay. Season two of Girls, season one, is a bit like John. I didn't quite know what to think. I sort of enjoyed it more than I thought I would going in, but at the same time didn't love it and found bits of it pretty annoying. I, I thought there were some nice episodes. I thought the one where Hannah hosts the dinner party and you have the nice chat between um, Shoshana and Ray at the train station about how they love each other. And um, that's when the marriage breaks up for Jessa, which he didn't like, but yeah. I found that pretty entertaining. So the, that was a pretty packed episode of good stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's hard because Shoshana, I identify with, I can identify with, I understand her, I like her. And then they ruined her at the end of the season. Jessa, I don't really get her or relate to her much, but I find her an interesting character because she's so such an independent free spirit. I think she contrasts the others quite well. Uh, Marnie, I, again, don't like her. I think she makes a whole lot of horrible decisions that I just don't get. But... There is something about her feeling lost and not knowing her purpose that I can sort of tap into and her feelings of vulnerability I can tap into. Hannah, I just don't get her at all. I just don't... Uh, I just watching this character go, what, why, why would someone think like this? Uh, I, I don't know. So I just really, this season particularly, was not really into Hannah much and she did dominate a lot of the show, obviously. Uh, including a whole episode which is just her and Patrick Wilson. Uh, Oh. Oh, my goodness. What a horrible episode. (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, there were some things that I thought worked quite well and I found pretty entertaining. It's in some ways a pretty watchable show, though I was getting bored at times. Four out of ten. I think I'll give it a four out of ten, too. <laughs> so there you go, girls, season two. Not quite the bump you were hoping for <laughs> from our review. Maybe your show gets a little better. Maybe. <laughs> We don't have much in housekeeping today, just you had a quick correction of a mistake that I allegedly made <laughs> on the uh, on the House of Cards podcast. I'd referred to Kevin Spacey giving, <laughs> giving Kate Mara fellatio. Jonathan, what's the correction? <laughs> yes, the listeners know we like to be 100% accurate on the screen verdict. And on our House of Podcasts, you thought Kate Mara perhaps climaxed a little bit too quickly. Uh, you thought it was a little bit unrealistic how quickly she came to completion from Kevin Spacey performing fellatio on her. Now, I yes. think I thought that was a little bit odd at the time, um, but I want to ruin the flow by correcting you. Do a little research. <laughs> fellatio is on the male genitals. Okay. That is to a penis. Okay. So, I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong. No, I just thought that I'm was a, a twist, a little bit of a direction that House of Cards could have taken that I didn't notice. I clearly meant cunnilingus. <laughs> <laughs> is that the correct term? Is that the, that's the correct term, right? Okay, I'm right. I'm right. I got the right term this time. It's cunnilingus for a female, fellatio for a male. That's a surprisingly <laughs> graphic picture on the Wikipedia page. There was a, there was a penis there. on the fellatio page. I didn't realise you could put that on Wikipedia. Put anything on there. Yeah. Like, oh, why? It's yeah. like HBO have taken over Wikipedia. Yeah, if you have a nanny net on your uh, computer, <laughs> oh, my you're goodness. not able to access that. Just just uh, Wikipedia sex acts. Oh, my goodness. The third picture down is, is a woman performing it on another woman, and it says, oral sex is one of the most common fantasies. <laughs> Oh, oh, just one thing on girls that I thought I just did not get. When they had the two... Jessa got in the bath with Hannah, and she blows her nose like in the bath, this little snot thing. Then Hannah gets outraged. How could you do that? And her defence was, look, I pee every time I get in the bath, but I'd never do that. <laughs> just quick, quick verdict. Peeing in the bath is definitely worse than a snot ball in the bath. Peeing in the shower, okay. Yes, yeah. Peeing in the bath, not okay. Yeah. I'm surprised when she said that, because she said, I have peed in every single bath I've ever had. I'm surprised Jesse didn't just get out of the bath. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is much worse, because at least a snot ball is contained. <laughs> he will... You can't fish disperse. the pee out. Yeah, the pee is just... It means you are bathing in your own urine. Anyway, sorry. Another thing about Hannah that just did not make any sense. What a way to end the podcast. Yeah, I think that's it for our girls' podcast. Next week, I think we'll be reviewing The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Season 3, Part 2. So if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, tune into that next week, and we'll be discussing all the big events, whether people have died or they've been, you've been tricked into thinking they've died in The Walking Dead. Yes. Goodbye.